So let's get into the Eagles. Just going to read while you talk about the Eagles. All right. Playing to win for a guy who hasn't won anything in 26 years by Jerry Jones. We're winning right now. Book club's fun. Keep continuing. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Beat the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 84 of Birds vs. Boys. I can't believe that we are already heading into week seven of the NFL season. The Dallas Cowboys on their bye, coming off the massive five and one record after six games. And the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Las Vegas for the first time in franchise history this weekend. A place that I am sure will be absolutely flooded with Philadelphia fans, even though the team is two and four. So before further ado, Mr. Aiden, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm in a great mood. This is a great vibes week. Every year, there's one game, one road game I look at and I circle and I say, this is the Philadelphia Eagles good vibes game of the year. Where, like you said, the crowd is flooded with Eagles fans. Feels kind of like a party. Feels kind of like a little bit of a takeover for us. And you say to yourself, you know, throw the X's and O's out. This might just be our day. It happened before at last time when we played the Raiders in Oakland. There was a lot of Eagles fans. You know, with that stadium, they were very close to the uh, to the field. Nick Foles threw seven touchdowns. That was our good vibes game of the year. I've had this circled. This is our good vibes game. I'm in a good vibes mood. Okay. I'm happy for you. I'm in a great vibes mood. You can be in a good vibes mood. I'm in a great vibes mood. No, uh, no, no. No, no. It's good. Good is the top. You can't nope. do great. You could be great. No. Strive for greatness. No. It's bad vibes, positive vibes, good vibes. Good vibes is like uh, you're at an exotic beach location and you have a swim-up bar. Positive vibes is like you woke up on the right side of the bed. Bad vibes is like your the point Eagles. guard getting kicked out of practice. So that I'm is a little bit above the uh, the pool bar. Ah, you can't. I don't think hey, you get the vibes. Hey, scale. When when you're five and one and your one cornerback has seven interceptions through six games, you can have great vibes. You, I don't. You don't get the good. You don't get the vibe scale, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, it's because Listen. you're not. You don't understand where I'm at. You've never been there. You haven't. Bre- you know, it's it's all about breaking through been. ceilings. You, it's all about breaking through ceilings. Okay. I well, was five yeah. and one at, at literally. Don't we tell me where the four, ceiling is. Four and one, and then we went to L.A. to play the Chargers when we were playing that soccer stadium, and it was just an Eagles home game, and that was the uh, good vibes game of the year, and then we were five and one. And that was the great vibes time. So yeah, fine. See. I was great vibes. Yep. You're okay. So you got it. Great vibes right I, now. I don't think you get it. Oh, I, I get it completely. Um, do you have technical notes before we get into the show? Not really. Not tonight. I have one. No. I have yeah, one. go for it. Um, I reached out 
to almost any possible Raiders personality, uh, Raiders media member. And I think you're right. I think they're scared because Mm -hmm. I got one response back and I'm not going to say who it was. Um, And this guy sounds pretty cool. And I did want to talk to him. However, his mom passed away yesterday. Rest in peace. Apologize. But he offered to come on tomorrow with us, which I feel like is above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, And I told him it was okay. You know, mourn your mom and do your thing. But anybody else, not even a fucking response back. Cowardly by the Raiders people. They call themselves the black hole and they wear these scary. They're cowards. They went mainstream. They moved to Las Vegas. It's not the same anymore. You're right. They know. They know they're running into the good vibes week. They know. They, they know it's it's a, it's going to be a loss of the schedule. Good vibes loss. Bad vibes loss for the Raiders. Good vibes win for the Eagles. They knew they didn't want to put up with it. They didn't want to talk to us, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So since no Raiders personality wanted to come on the show, as of, as of right now, we have no interview. However, <laughs> I may have sent the link to join to about a half a dozen Dallas Cowboys who have their DMs open. So if someone just happens to pop in the show anywhere from Semi Fahoku to Micah Parsons, we may have a guest tonight. So we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. We can refer to it as great vibes. If one of <laughs> if an NFL player pops into this podcast on a whim, we can be a great vibes podcast. Can you imagine if just because Mike is in New York City right now, just pops on, yo. And then, and then he could even leave. I don't care if he if he says anything else. That'd be so, fine. Yeah, I'd probably be, I'd I'd be so mesmerized that somebody joined the show that I wouldn't even know what to say in terms of the interview. But I'm sure we could muster something up if that does occur. We'd probably call him Chris Hansen. <laughs> All right, I have I have nothing else. It's episode 84. Like we said, it's uh, heading into week seven. Slow down, NFL. Yes. Slow down. Like right? How are we here already? Well, I was thinking and that it's about still 80 degrees too. outside. I know. Well, I like that part. I think that's what's throwing my brain off because I feel like it's still September football and it's not. Mm-hmm. We're, <laughs> there's bye weeks. We're deep into bye weeks. It's it's like uh, how we're starting to do like halfway point grades and stuff yep. like that. Don't know. Thank, Don't know how. Thank goodness for the, the extra week this year, which. It's us in that week. But we'll see if that game even means anything between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And at this point, it doesn't look like it, it will. But oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, draft order for you, you say? Oh, well, I don't care where we end up. I'm worried about another team. So let's get into that. Let's mm-hmm. bring back around the NFL. There are a few topics that I think we need to discuss Absolutely. before we dive deep into the Good Vibes Eagles game of the year. Yes, we do. And uh, one of those big topics that we've kind of been talking about since what? Middle Uh, of summer? Even probably before the draft, I think. Um, Is Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he still has, what, 20, 21 sexual allegations looming right here over his head. A lot. And there hasn't really been anything talked about um he hasn't been active for one game this year for the houston texans he's he's still getting paid correct though 
I think so. I I do not get the technicality. I think because they're having him inactive, it's technically their choice, even though he said he wouldn't play for the team. So I yeah, I don't I don't know how the technicality works, but I believe he's getting paid. If he wasn't getting paid, I think he'd be in the media and pushing hard, harder. Would he though? Because I feel like he probably yeah. want to stay out of the media. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, do you want to be inactive because you don't want to play for the team, or does the team not want you to be active because you have twenty plus sexual assault allegations going against you? It's true. They don't want to deal with the circus. But I, I think I think he's still getting paid. It's like Kyrie is still gonna make seventeen million dollars this year to sit on his ass at home. That makes no sense. But yet he's Muhammad Ali. It's the biggest joke I've ever heard in my life. But fake digress. Oh, God. Such a joke. But Deshaun Watson is back in the news. There have been rumors all day today. This is Wednesday. Uh, you may be listening on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Or it's NFL Sunday for you. Happy Sunday. But Wednesday, right now, all day, Deshaun Watson trade rumors are back. Linked to not the Philadelphia Eagles, but to a team I think a lot of people had him linked to early on, correct? Yes. The Miami Dolphins. Now you might be saying, well, two is back from his injury. Yep. Well, they just lost to Jacksonville in London, gave um, Urban Meyer his first NFL win along with Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think two is the answer. I I think he's still beat up. I think that hip is still busted. I think he's broken. I really do. I also didn't think he was that good to begin with. And I no. think Deshaun Watson, if he were allowed to play, would be a significant upgrade is probably yes. what they're thinking is we could have we could have Tua and find out or we could just take the sure thing talent wise, because obviously he's not exactly a sure thing legally. Or they could have just took Justin Herbert like a couple other teams. I have a theory that I don't blame. So they're definitely going to get. Slack for that. How did Oregon not look unreal with Justin Herbert? Like I was listening to a podcast with an Oregon fan. And he was like, this kid is a generational talent and they're doing stuff with him at, at, on the chargers that it's like, why didn't we try that once when he was at Oregon? So I, I do like, they're definitely going to take a lot of uh, flack for, for drafting Tua instead of Justin Herbert. But at the same time, like oh, I don't think Oregon did him any favors. No, I mean he had a good season. His the season before he left, mm-hmm. I think if he would have come out, he would have been even higher than he was drafted. But then he wanted he was an Oregon boy, um, wanted to stay one more year in Oregon because his brother was going to be a freshman there, tight end, wanted to play with his brother in college. So uh, I'm an Oregon boy. <laughs> Said no one ever, but. So I think he, and then he didn't have as good of a season. Was that, that wasn't COVID year, right? No, because he was already no. in the NFL. It just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't a good season. for. So I agree. Um, they always look good, their jerseys, but they didn't, they didn't play, play good. But I think Deshaun to Miami legal things alone, player-wise only. I mean, him with Waddle and... If uh, what's his name? Who came from the Texans? If he could ever stay healthy, ever Notre Dame. Oh, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. I mean, Broke those kind. Oh. Halloween 2016. I was there. He put the he put the arm up. He has the tattoo of the Philadelphia skyline on his forearm. Oh, God, man, that hurt. that one hurt. But yeah, if he could ever, 
stay healthy and not get suspended as well. Yep. Um, I agree. I hope he goes to the Dolphins. It would be a great fit. Hope it happens. Don't really care what they look like if it happens. Here's what I care about. Here's my hot take. I want this trade to happen. I hope it does. Because if you are trading for Deshaun Watson, you are investing in your future. Mm -hmm. Because what would happen is if he were to get traded, he would be placed in the commissioner's exempt list because... I think he gets suspended immediately. I think so. But I think first he goes on the commissioner's exempt list. Then he would probably end up suspended. Either way, he is probably not playing this year. In this trade... They would be, it looks like it might be a three-team trade or it might just be straight up, but Tua would be leaving. So you're kind of left without a quarterback in the in the present, which yep. you don't really care about if you're the Dolphins because you're one in five. Your pick belongs to the Eagles. You're going nowhere this season anyway. And Deshaun Watson can't play this season anyway. So you're investing in the future. But like I said, the Eagles have their pick for this year. So we take that. They trade away their starting quarterback. Their new starting quarterback goes on the commissioner's exempt list, and they didn't look inept on offense with Tua against the Jaguars. But I take, I would think they'd take a significant step back once he leaves and don't have a valid replacement. And all of a sudden, they would probably be in a free fall, which obviously would benefit the Philadelphia Eagles. Go Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff. I know you guys can do it. I believe in you. Just get one and let the Dolphins trade for Deshaun Watson and figure the rest out. Brian Flores makes it through, correct? He should. I, I, you know, the first person to go is always the coach, but I just don't think it's his fault. Like you no. drafted this kid and then you gave up on him in two years. And then you're bringing in a guy where you don't know if he's the quarterback. And when they brought Flores in, it was, they were clearly in a rebuild tank mode, which I, Still yet to be seen. If you end up with Deshaun Watson and he's legally cleared, like I, your tank worked, mm-hmm. you know? So I, it's too early to tell if that worked, but I, I feel like it worked if that happens. But also, we kind of benefit from this tank as well. Yep. And the rumors within this trade, it's a three-team trade where Deshaun would come to Miami. I don't know what would go to Houston. Probably picks, maybe also a player. Um, and then Tua going to Washington. That's the part I don't fully understand like how does washington get into this do they give up their first round pick to go to houston is this part of miami offsetting the amount of picks that it's going to take so they don't want to give up all the picks to houston to do it so they're willing to give up tua and use washington's pick to go to houston that's what i'm assuming happens correct that's yes. that's my, my how about belief. houston just like not wanting Tua because it's always been like deshaun for tua and picks but maybe Houston's like, yeah, we're good. We're just going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, I think they just say to themselves, let's just get as many picks as possible. Tua can't turn this franchise around because we are so abysmal that there's no one franchise player that could do it. They could add Deshaun Watson on that team tomorrow. They're still going to be yep. bottom dweller, top or bottom 10 in the league. So it doesn't really matter. If, if I'm Tua, nope. I'm not going on that field with his injury history. And oh, yeah. that, like, think about Joe Theismann on that field, Alex Smith. RG3, Alex Smith with his hip and, and no, Mm-mm. bye. I, I don't know I mean, if you listened like... to, I don't know if you listened to part of my take this week, but PFT was talking about the Sean Taylor celebration 
And there's just sometimes we've all been there with our teams, but maybe Washington more so because you're not with your team winning and losing. You have to deal with every PR nightmare. And you can just tell the pain in his voice. He's like, this is the one player that I've ever cared about. If they rush this jersey retirement as a way to cover up these emails, he was just like the pain in his voice when he was like, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I will be done. And it's just like, I think we've all been there where we threaten to be done. But there's just like severe pain when he said it because it's it's a PR nightmare. It's not a talent thing. Did you also see, speaking of this whole s- ceremony, I guess we could call it, um, obviously they rushed it 17, 72 hours before we found out, the family found out. It was obviously trying to get the the email scandal out of the news, but it kind of mm-hmm. absolutely backfired on them. Did you see like the little things within that day as well? Like they renamed the, the street outside Sean Taylor way or street and they took a picture with his family and there's just porter potties in the background. And like, no, I didn't see that. That's the picture they put out. And then the family was on the field pregame. And if you ever see Daniel Snyder at a game, he always has a suit on. He's just one of the, like, you know, like most owners do jacket, sometimes a tie. He was wearing a hoodie (laughs) that day. Like, can they get anything right ever? No, No. it's just. There's teams that are worse statistically, but no, the Washington football team is a bottom dweller in terms of class, culture, everything. They're going oh, to get the I name forgot, I forgot to tell you guys my conspiracy theory. Mm. You're going to love this. I think that the Washington front office told Jackson Mahomes to stand oh, over man. there on the roped up area on purpose, knowing he would screw it up and do sabotage something for him. TikTok and sabotage it. And then all of the internet was going to vilify Jackson Mahomes for standing on the Sean Taylor Memorial instead of focusing on Washington for rushing the Memorial and using it as a cover-up for their email scan. That's my conspiracy theory. I hope you enjoy. If that is correct, that's the greatest thing the Washington football team has ever done. I, yeah, I was about to say. That is that is the most genius move that they have pulled off because they, they have not been good at pulling off even remotely intelligent things. Can we just get him off the side? Like, what? It, what is get him off the sideline? Like, what? It, I don't know. I, if I'm Patrick, I'm like, bro. At what point? You know, you know how at one point someone got to Lavar Ball and was like, "Stop! Yeah, shut up! Go away!" At what point does Mahomes and his people tell his own brother, like, "Go away! You now, gotta stop! We can't now, see because- you." Because it's getting bad. He's he's been having to answer questions about it now. Yeah, I think oh. the team says, you know what? We owe you five hundred million dollars. We don't owe him five hundred million dollars. We don't owe him a cent. Yes. It, if I'm like my older brother, would just whoop my ass. To this day, I'm a 34 year old man. He would he'd be like, all right, we're done with this. Yeah. Like, you need that kind of relationship with your family. It's getting it's getting close to that. So in conclusion, <laughs> the the Texans, the Texans are. Oh wait, here this is the Washington football team put out rumors of sexual assault allegations against Deshaun Watson to get him traded to Miami so that they could get Tua to cover up for the email scandal that they had, and they used Jackson Mahomes in the process until they could pull off the trade to mess up the Sean Taylor celebration and get them off the hook for all of their PR nightmares until they could get their starting quarterback. <sighs> and they, 
And they yeah. also absolutely pushed forward the John Gruden emails. So he got fired. So all the heat was on him thinking that that would take away from their scandal. Oh, that definitely happened. That's not part of my crazy conspiracy. That's just like a thing that actually happened. They were just like, here, we have these. Here you go. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. So that's my crazy conclusion. That, that is the, the Sean to Miami to a, to Washington rumor as it stands. Now let's get to another team that has, uh, been a bottom dweller like the Dolphins and Washington recently. We thought things were changing, but the football gods are very cruel. The Cleveland Browns, you got to feel bad for them right now. Thursday night football, if you're listening today, they are banged up beyond belief. Yes. I mean, is there a more unlucky slash more disappointing team in the NFL this season yet? No. And it's just sad because you're like, before the Browns were just bad because they always screwed up their franchise quarterback situation, like taking Brandon Whedon, who was like 28 and a baseball player. Come on. And he came to Dallas. Then, yeah, then he was a backup quarterback in Dallas. So they screwed up in those sense in those senses, I guess you should say, but now they actually have talent. They had an identity in running the ball and then the injury bug kicks in and they are so depleted that it's just, you're going to be guessing the names of people out there on Thursday night. So just to run through the list real quick, Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback, uh, torn labrum, aggravated it in a sling, out. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the running identity that I talked about, both out. Uh, Both starting tackles, out. Jarvis Landry, not cleared to play yet, coming back from IR. Odell Beckham, uh, we'll see if he plays. He has a shoulder injury. So yes, as I think you can relate to what i'm saying correlate where i'm going you should probably take the under in this game did you hear von miller's quote that he was like i don't know who the tackle is that i'm going against but, but i'm, I'm gonna just gonna kill him, kill him. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. love it that Absol- is yeah that whatever is the savage whatever his prop play is of sacks bet it take it for that game. yep i actually just dropped the uh oh geez i just thought about this thank you for saying that I dropped the Broncos defense at the beginning of the week because they got me negative two last week. And I thought that they would be playing a healthy Browns team, and now they're not. So if they're still out there, who'd you pick up? Who are you playing instead? I picked up the Patriots because they are playing the Jets. The Jets. Now I'm in. I I don't know. I'll let the people decide. Someone text me and tell me because every decision I make backfires. I don't want it to be left up. But do it it quickly because uh, it's a Thursday night game. I need to know by tonight at 8.15, please. Preferably maybe before, because somebody else might pick them up. Before, yes. Also, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for me. So, for the Browns, Case Keenum is starting at quarterback. The former Viking starting quarterback. You know him all too well, uh, Philadelphia-wise. Greatest moment of my life. That pick six, that was just, it validated every feeling I had that day. Talk about good vibes day. That was an all-time good vibes. Walk to the stadium. It's going to be a positive vibe. Good that. It was positive vibes when we woke up. Then it elevated to good vibes. There was it, in a hurry. There was no chance. They stood less than no chance in that game. I could tell by the t- but during warm-ups. I yep. could tell during warm-ups. And that Case Keenum pick six uh, solidified that for me. He is the perfect quarterback, though, if you need somebody for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know? You do not want him to be your quarterback for 16 weeks, now 17 weeks this season. Yep. But for three weeks, I feel like he's totally fine. The problem is he's not going to have anyone to throw to. 
I don't know the running back's name. He's been a hot commodity on the fantasy world because who else is going to get the carries? And then he's throwing the Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's coming on strong, but he has no one else to throw to. Who does he have? Donovan Peoples-Jones, Austin Hooper, and Njoku? Is that it? I believe so. And I wasn't Hooper hurt as well? Uh, He might be. He might be back, but Njoku was getting a lot of playing time because I think I love Njoku coming out, and he has just been a complete disappointment. Athletic freak. But except for the Chargers game, he, it was just like, oh, this is kind of what we expected for the mm-hmm. last three years. How did this happen now? Yeah. Hmm. It's funny yeah, how that so happens. Funny how that happens. So that should be an interesting Thursday night football game in the sense that you may not know anyone on the field. And for the Broncos, I mean, they haven't even activated Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler is going to be out for the season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there's pretty. there has been rumors about the. Um, the Broncos, yeah, Thursday night football is back. The Broncos dabbling in the quarterback market before the trade deadline as well. So, I, Teddy Bridgewater looked good in the beginning of the season. They were three and zero, and now he's kind of falling back into. Let, bad let's Teddy get into the Eagles because this is what I said a few weeks ago when people were dreading the schedule. I go said, get into art, go to the art museum. The weather's still nice. Go mm-hmm. down to the parks, take a walk around the park. Take a walk. There's a nice bike trail near the Schuylkill River. Maybe ride your bike because football's not for you. You're not mentally cut out for it. If you're scared of the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. And here we are. We beat the Panthers. They've fallen off three and three. Broncos have fallen off. They're three and three. Raiders, they're kind of in topsy-turvy. They did win, but they also, their coach resigned in disgrace. And they've fallen off recently, too. They're four and two. They're going to fall off this week because you always, my rule of thumb, always bet a team. When their coach is fired or resigns, you bet them that week. They always win. But then the week after Mm -hmm. they crumble. Yeah. I may have to amend my rule. My rule is always the Cardinal rule is you bet a team after they fire their coach. But now I have to amend it to if they fire their coach asterisk, if he has to resign in disgrace. Yes. Yes. So So does that mean we're betting Washington state this weekend? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even know who they play, but yes. Mm-hmm. That's Very thank good. you. Write that down, Vince. Write that down, please. Somebody, someone, tattoo it on the bat on the my forehead so I remember mm-hmm. to bet this this week. That is I'll, ultimate, especially the way he was fired. I hope they're yes. playing Alabama. Yes, yes, yes. No, I think uh, oof, they they definitely don't play. I think they might play one of the Arizona schools. There we too. go, Washington State Cougars. Ooh, BYU. That's a tough one. BYU is ah. a four and a half point favorite. Oh well. Okay. Where is the game located? They, That's a uh, big thing. It's at home for Washington State. Oh. <laughs> and they're coming off a big win against Stanford. This is the rule. This mm-hmm. is the rule. The only way the rule... I'm not even going to say it. I almost, I almost screwed everything it. up. Don't Into the it. Eagles. Into the Eagles. No, because yeah. I'm going to screw it up for you too if you bet this game. Right, so well, let's get into the Eagles. I'm just going to read while you talk about the Eagles. All right. Win. Playing to win for a guy who hasn't won anything in 26 years That's by okay. jerry jones We're winning right now oh, man. <sighs> I like three. book club's fun keep continuing no. thank you all right good vibes game of the year it was buffalo in 2019 when all the fans took over i mentioned the raiders game before it was la the super bowl season there's just one every year we just show up and have a good time i think uh 2018 i gotta think about what game it was because there was a few we had a good time. So I am all in. I have this game circled. It doesn't matter about X's and O's. I have some X's and O's written down. 
But this is the Good Vibes game. This crowd is going to be 50-50 at best. Easily. I feel like it might be 60-40 Eagles fans. The only thing that might sway it is if we can't make it in from the parking lot because everyone was partying in the Vegas clubs the night before. So we'll see. But I am just – I think this is going to be one of those games where if you leave the room and something happens and you hear cheering, you're not going to know who actually was did something good. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. I was I was – talking to my wife, the Eagles fan earlier today about that. This is going to be because there's so many Eagle fans. I feel like it happens in a lot of fan bases, but I feel like Philadelphia fans, especially there's this group of fans that go to away games every year. And as soon as the schedule comes out, they look and this year, I mean, they've had this booked as soon as they knew they were going to Vegas, like mm-hmm. pat out our guy, e going to be out there. There's a massive, tailgate party friday night saturday then the game sunday they apparently have two flights completely booked with eagle fans which that's my nightmare being on one of those flights when they're doing the fucking eagles chant but yeah i think it's going to be that i you i want to see if we can get like if they have like those cameras on the strip you know like up above like they have it on like 676 and stuff and they have it on the news yeah do they have those on the strip because i want to see how much green is walking the streets Friday and Saturday. Oh, a lot. I know there's like DJs from Philadelphia going out there to perform at the Las Vegas clubs because they're expecting so many people from Philadelphia. I mean, Meek Mill should be out there. He might be, uh, unless Robert Kraft tells him to come to the Patriots-Jets game. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I think, that, I think yeah, I think there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of fans out there. As for the X's and O's, I think this is the game that Miles Sanders gets started. You know, part of the problem with running the ball is they've actually been playing some good defenses. Like Carolina, I think, is still first total overall in defense. And we talked about Vita Vea before for the Buccaneers and how hard it is to run against them. And the Cowboys had the strategy of, listen, we're just going to have to throw it every single time. We can't run it against the Buccaneers. But the schedule lightens up. And last time I checked, the Raiders were 26th overall in defense. I'll take a look right now to see where they're at. But rush defense is in the 20s. They are, let's see here. Yeah, they are uh, not good. <laughs> not they are good. in the middle overall for defense, and they are in the 20s for rush defense. So, yeah, I think this could be the game where you might see a few Miles Sanders uh, carries. Shh. Don't say anything. I did request a trade for him in my fantasy league this week because I think if there's going to be a week to get on track, it's this week. So we'll see. Uh, Even sprinkling in Kenny Gainwell. So I think this is the week for the running game for sure. And you get your left tackle back. Right tackle. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Milano. Yes. Well, actually, no, you are correct. We do get our left tackle back because our left tackle can stop playing right tackle and go back to left tackle because our right tackle's back. So you you are correct. You get your tackles back. We get our tackles back, baby. I love it. Yeah, see? And there's like an insane statistic like with Lane Johnson versus without just how bad we are without him. And there's some other factors, but it's staggering how bad the numbers are without him. And shout out to Lane Johnson. I mean, being flat out, being – I I was – I'm very happy the way this whole situation was handled. Not You know, no one leaking anything and – Mm-hmm. There was no bullshit around it, and everybody was giving him his space, giving him his, his time without knowing what it was at all. 
And then at the right time, at his time, he came out and said what it was and moved on. And everybody's moving on. Say, okay, we respect it. We love you. Get back on the field. Per- hey, I was Yeah, that's perfect. I'm glad he's back. I was getting worried. But like you said, nothing leaked, nothing like that. Back on the field. And we're happy to have him back. Everyone was supportive during that. And then, boom, here we are. How about the stories, though, of him and Brandon Brooks throwing up at the same time before pregames and then texting each other about it with the anxiety. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. I was listening to it on the radio uh, this, this week. It's just like, we don't, these, these people are human too, even though they're giants, they're human. And we forget about that. 23 hours out of the day, usually. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Definitely. I didn't even know about that story. I knew about the Brandon Brooks thing, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you forget that it's not a video game. Like people take their helmet off and they're like human beings and their brains function just like you and I. So everyone has struggles that they go through. So hopefully nobody else's brains work like yours or mine. Oh God. Oh man. You don't want to be up here for more than 10 minutes up in this skull. You can see some stuff. You don't want to be anything like this. Except during good vibes week. Except during good vibes week. The, The brain is fully lit up. I'm like that meme. It goes, like little bit lit up, bad vibes. A little bit more lit up, positive vibes. All the way lit up like a firework. Good vibes. It's good good vibes, vibes week. week of the year. It's good vibes for me too because I can't lose this week. That's true. I uh, oh Jalen Hurts point. So another fantasy thing. I have Herbert and Hurts every single week. I choose the wrong quarterback. No joke. I've statistically chosen wrong every single week. Um. So Hertz this week has to start because Herbert's on a bye. I'm very excited for him to score negative three points uh, yep. <laughs> and still choose wrong even in a bye. Yep. You might as well just just gone with nothing. Yep. I uh, and then for Hertz this week, we got to see some progression in the passing game. There's just too many throws that we're missing. I think that's part of learning. And like I said, this is the part of the schedule where I want to see some growth mm-hmm. from the coaching staff from the quarterback, from the young players. This would be a great week to do it for Jalen. I don't know if you saw the quote, but he was like, we're learning, we're growing. There's definitely some throws that I need to make that I know are there. I'm working on on making those. And then it could have been done right there. And be like, all right. And then he was like, you guys aren't seeing everything that I'm seeing. And I was like, I don't think you're seeing everything that we're seeing. We all see the all 22 shots, and there's a guy on the top of the field by himself. And I don't think you see it. Oh, I did. Oh, I, I did feel your pain for a moment during the Cowboys, um, Washington or New England game when Zach Martin was called an eligible receiver downfield, and it hurt my heart a little bit. It's tough. Oh, it's tough. That uh, there was a. There was a game where it happened against me, and I was like, wait, no, that's not allowed. <laughs> that was the first accepted penalty against Zach Martin since week one of 2019. And it wasn't even a hold or a false start. Nope. A legal man downfield. Because his quarterback was scrambling, and that just that happens sometimes, or it, it happens. happens every time for some players. Yeah, if it's one of those plays that are at the line of scrimmage, like with the bubble screens, if it takes longer than it needs to, you're automatically screwed because your blocking assignment is five yards downfield. It's so funny. Like when I, I was at the Eagles Chiefs game and my wife and her sister 
and I'm trying to explain it to them. And they're like, that just doesn't make sense. Why can't you just run? I know. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm he can't to think... throw it to him. So he can't they're like, so yeah, you can't just run downfield and, and <laughs> take somebody off their cleats. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we can't do this. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not how it works. But yeah, so we'll see. I'm excited for the for Jalen Hurts progression. I think this is a big Miles Sanders week. We'll see. First game without Zach Ertz. So this is kind of Dallas Goddard's time to shine. Um, so I just I I have good feelings about the offense. I really do. I have good feelings in general. Did you see the picture of Ertz? In uh he had the bracelet on. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I loved it. Yep. He's always an eagle at heart. He is. I said this last week. Just like any athlete who comes to the city, just emulate everything Zach Ertz did, and you will be totally fine. Yeah. It's not as hard as it seems around here. Oh, and just win a championship. That helps. There's a lot of lovable losers. Like there's a oh, lot of guys good. who never won anything, and the city still loves them. So, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson never won anything. Kevin Cobb. Um, <laughs> Mike Vick, who yep. who Kevin Cobb replaced. Everybody loves him. He. Uh, <laughs> He was had other issues too, yeah. and people still love him. TJ McConnell, here. yes, that's a good one. TJ McConnell, as one I was going to suggest as well. Yep, there's a lot of guys who didn't really put results in terms of championships. We never got a ring out of it. Roy Halladay never technically yep. won a ring here. Yep, that's crazy if you think about that. Wow, I know. Very crazy. <sighs> oh, man. What? How fun baseball in October is when your team is in it. Atmosphere is incredible. I haven't felt it in 10 years, but must be nice. Looks fun from afar. It does. It does. I feel like uh, if, you're, if your neighbor throws a party and like and you like, don't know your neighbor enough to get invited, but he they have all their friends over and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, that party looks like a lot of fun. You, and you're just like peeking through the blinds as you're just sipping your beer by yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, maybe I'll have a drink by myself yeah. just to see if I can feel what they've got yeah. going on. Maybe, maybe one day I'll be over there. That's how I feel. Maybe I can bring my vibes up to good vibes. Good vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for, for you? I think my main points were Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, make things easier for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think the Eagles have a, have a very, very decent shot. I'm not going to say good shot, but a very decent shot to win this game. I think they're three-point or four-point underdogs. Three. Uh, three. Yep, I kind of I like that if, mm-hmm. from a betting perspective as well. Um, and one other thing, I have a question for you, especially with you're talking the progression of Hurts. And I've seen multiple things on Twitter, and then I saw a friend of mine on Facebook post about starting Gardner Minshew. Can you just talk? Like, he's QB3 for a reason still. Yeah, and that what was. What is starting so, him right now get you? Nothing. So nothing. there was he's an not article. The future. Yeah, so that's how this is. All right, this is a media 101. Some idiot puts out a hot take, and the title of the article just says, the Eagles should bench Jalen Hurts. And then it inspires everyone to react because that's outlandish. It makes no sense. Like you said, it doesn't get us anywhere, and we can't figure out if he's the starting quarterback. So everyone reacts to it. And everyone says, hey, idiot, that's a dumb take. Here's all the reasons why we need to start Jalen Hurts to find out. And then everyone sees that. There's certain people that see that, everyone being like, well, we have to start Jalen Hurts. And they're like, well, let me play contrary. We don't have to. What if Gardner Minshew is the answer? 
And that is media 101 these days. Put out an outlandish take. Everyone with common sense will react to it. And that will generate clicks and views and attention. And then someone will play contrarian to the common sense take. And then you have a full-on engagement. Thank you for coming. You don't even need to spend $40,000 at college. I got you. Mm-hmm. To spend $40,000, send it to Aiden's Venmo. Send it to, yeah, send me $40,000. He'll take that. But yeah, no, it's... I'm putting it on Eagles plus three. I feel like so many people also have forgotten how many little games that Jalen Hurts still has started in his NFL career. I feel like people think he started all season last year and just forgot about everything with Carson Wentz. Yeah, PFF player of the week, Carson Wentz to you. How about that? Uh huh. But yeah, so just give Jalen Hurts the full season. And I forgot to mention with the Deshaun Watson thing, if he gets traded, we can finally stop the charade of looking over our shoulder that Deshaun Watson could potentially be coming. And it's just fully Jalen Hurts' team. I think anyone who kind of follows the team and isn't looking for hot takes and stuff like that knows that this is Jalen Hurts' ride for the entire season. Got to figure it out. And, uh, I mean, that died for me months ago when we found out that Philadelphia is on his no no land zone for where he wants to be traded. So, and Do you have a no land zone if <laughs> if you were landing your private parts on <laughs> massage therapist? Like, allegedly. The really, allegedly. Allegedly. Still got to use that word. Sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly 25 people. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, yep. <laughs> We're doing our our uh, legal duty here for producer Vince. Yes, he Vince used to work at a law firm, so yep. he knows all about it. Yeah, and then he all just right. didn't mail back his laptop. <laughs> the, allegedly, 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 he didn't mail back his laptop. <laughs> oh god, it's alleged that he didn't do that. But he did allegedly try to drop it off at her house, but that just yeah. Cleared of all charges. You're yep. welcome, buddy. Erroneous. Erroneous on all counts. counts. <laughs> Great. Movie. They were lawyers in that movie. Exactly. Um, all right. Let me get into a tiny bit of Cowboys stuff before we get into uh, our TikToks and our picks. So Cowboys obviously on the bye, like I said, kind of five and one after six weeks. I have finally kind of come down a little bit off that win. Yes, I know it's not. A, it wasn't against Tom Brady. But winning in New England in that kind of setting and that kind of, that game was just the Cowboys. I, I rewatched the game, fast forwarded through. They just tried to destroy themselves every chance they could. Yeah, I've been there. Like <laughs> watching my teams play again. Again, not being able to get first down on the first drive on third and one and then you go for it on fourth and one you don't get it and then you let them literally just run it down your throat not getting in on third and goal allegedly um and then the and then the fourth and goal miscues and interception in the end zone 12 penalties it just they just didn't want to win but at the same time Winning a game like that just shows you, I feel like, how good this team could be simply by cleaning things up and maybe a little bit better clock management by Mike McCarthy, even though I found out he meets. Do you know, um, I found out today, he meets every Friday with his uh, CMC, 
clock management consultant committee. He has a committee, committee. for clock management that he meets with every Friday. You mean there are multiple people that are this yes. bad at the job? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. He has a whole committee. I feel like they just look like Oompa Loompas probably just sitting there just, yes, you are good. No, they're, no. you know what the, the CMC is? The, the freaking, yes, but they're all the people or the, the little things in Toy Story. The claw. And then no. that's, <laughs> the, he's the McCarthy is the yeah, claw. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, yes, you are good, Mike. <laughs> The clock. the clock, the clock, yeah, the clock. <laughs> Time out after the clock. Yeah, that that's what the CMC is. That's exactly what it is. He just sits there eating, and they just tell him how good he is. Oh God! But it's bye week. We're happy. Everything's wonderful. I'm seeing, you know, players in New York. Mike is there. Players at the Mavs game. And then there's Demonte KZ who gets arrested for DUI early Tuesday morning. Happens. Why? <laughs> Why? An answer I, I do not have for you. You have millions, even if you're a low-level player. Hire a driver, or the NFL still has, I believe, they still have that program where you can call and they will pick you up and drive you wherever you need to go, no questions asked. Oh, I don't understand. That's unreal. Yes. So I don't. I I I get it. You want to drive your fucking McLaren. You want to look cool, but like, can we not? Once (laughs) can we just have nice things? Like we have nice things now. Why do we have to ruin the nice things? For once, for once. These bargain fucking safeties are playing really well. And now one of the bargain safeties who's playing pretty well, even though he didn't play well on that 87-yard touchdown pass that burned Diggs and him. Why? I, I just – it's so fucking frustrating. Like, I get it. You're off for two week, a week. You want to – you just want a huge game. But, like, I'm not telling you you can't party. I'm not telling you you can't get drunk. Drink all you want. Party all you want. Good vibes. But why Why do you have to get in a car? Why? I do not know. I do not so, know. It's definitely a distraction, though. From Like you said, don't mess up the mojo. Something that could mess up the mojo, though, is the DAC injury that I'm slightly a little bit concerned about. I'm not. You don't think there's any chance he misses the Vikings game? No. This is something they'll talk about for two weeks on Get Up on ESPN, and then it'll play on Sunday. And I'll be like, why did we talk about this for two weeks? I hope you're right. I really do. Um, obviously, remember he was in the walking boot after. Hmm? Remember when his shoulder was hurt this yeah, offseason? of course. How's his shoulder look? Yeah, phenomenal. Did he miss any time? Nope. But okay. the only thing I'm – I I know it's, it's not the same exact injury, but Michael Gallup has had a strained calf. He's been out since week one. Obviously, it's one, it's a different position. He doesn't have to sprint down the field and then high point of football and all that. But it is his plant foot, which does scare me a little bit. Um, but we'll see. If there's anybody who's going to come back from this in two weeks, it's Dak because he's going to be, he's not going to be getting drunk and driving around. He probably hasn't left the facility. He's probably just been rehabbing. And so little concern, not not fully concerned. I'd rather him if if they said all right, he has to miss this game rather than missing six weeks. Okay. But then there's Cooper Rush starting instead of 
having a competent backup quarterback. Like maybe Cam Newton, who's still sitting out there and now apparently has been vaccinated. Been vaccinated. Been vaccinated. So I wouldn't mind the Cowboys because I think he would be a very good backup quarterback. And I also think they could bring him in in some cool situations running wise. And then Kellen Moore could figure out ways to get him into the game. But we shall see. And then one other thing, uh, Lyle Collins is back now, reactivated. (laughs) So he will be, I get my tackle back as well. We're both getting our tackles back. back. Our tackles are back, baby. (laughs) Um, And I need to give a a major props, major shout out um, to someone I never, ever questioned, just like I never, ever questioned Anthony Brown. Terrence Steele really played his ass off for five weeks at right tackle. Everybody freaked out that he was going to have, he, they went five and zero with him. He balled out. I mean, he went against guys like Joey Bosa and Judon and he did his thing. So I'm, I'm very happy that now we have a competent swing tackle. It seems like, and I'm very interested to see how Kellen Moore tries to work him in, um, in situations where he's going to be a tight end and Connor McGovern is going to be a fullback and they're going to have seven offensive linemen on the field. I'm very, very interested <laughs> and happy. I think it's going to be seven outrageous. offensive, seven offensive linemen sign Cam Newton and just from every, every play from the two yard, line, just bowl over people. Can you imagine having be fun just to try. Can you imagine seven, seven offensive linemen, Dak, Cam and Zeke on the field. That'd be hilarious. But I just, I just think like just put seven offensive linemen out there and put Cam out there, and it's going to be very reminiscent of like the Auburn offense of just yes. like, okay, here it is. Figure out a way. Thank you. To stop Bang. it. It's Good night. Like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Things are high. Things are good, but they could get better. There are still some free agents out there. I would not mind the Cowboys dabbling in before the deadline, November 2nd. Quentin Williams is out there. Could sure up the defensive tackle right in the middle. Earl Thomas, yes, Vince. Or another safety, Marcus May. The Jets are just trying to sell people off. So if I could have Quentin Williams or Marcus May, I'm in. Uh, More on Quentin Williams. I, I may even give up a one for him. I'm all in for this year. He's young. They need a, they need, they, if you saw anything in that damn New England game, when a team wants to run it down the throat of this defense, they're going to be able to. So you need you need a body in there. I know they're getting Neville Gallimore back. I know they're going to get Tank back, which will help the run defense. But we don't. We need we need something else. We need another badass on this defense because this defense is far from a shutdown defense. Far from it. So they they need to be op- opportunistic with the turnovers, like obviously Trayvon has been. So we'll see. I don't have high hopes for that, but you never know. Just like they did with Michael Bennett a couple of years ago. You never know. Yeah. I forgot about that. He was around the league. He was everywhere. But yeah. The family had to give up a seven for him. So that was a little different. Yeah, I think I think we gave up a seven too. Like it was like yeah. nothing. That was yeah. that was wild. But all right. You're good, Cowboys wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and one. Good vibes. Can't good vibes all around. Good Great vibes time. everywhere within the show. All right, time for our picks presented by Odds Crowd. I will just say this, famous last words. I had trouble deciding because of how many I liked. Ooh, okay. Don't know if you felt the same way. 
Yeah, I did. I did yeah. like a few. Yeah, um, see? All right, you want me to pop off one? Yeah, go for it. You go first. All right, I think you may enjoy this one. I don't know if you're going to have this one on your list. You could. You might. Um, so your PFF player of the week and the Colts seem to be getting things rolling a little bit here. They're heading to the mm-hmm. 49ers who are a little questionable, I feel like, still. I know Jimmy G might be starting this week again, but I don't know. They just haven't lived up to the full hype yet. I know it's in San Francisco, but that doesn't scare me that much. Um, Carson's okay on the road. Colts are laying four points here. They're getting four points. So plus four here. I feel like the Colts could win this game outright. And if they do lose it, I feel like it'll be close field goal type game. So I'm taking the Colts plus four against the 49ers. I did not have that on my list, but I looked at it and I was like, that is surprising that <coughs> it's four plus four for the Colts. Mm-hmm. I did not see that because like you said, 49ers have been pretty depleted. They're going to be without George Kittle. Yep. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Maybe it's just they need Vegas needs the Colts to prove it against somebody who's yes. not the Texans, which is yep. fine. That's which fair. Is fine. Yep. Fair totally enough. fair. All right. So my first one going back to over reliable, the Patriots are playing the Jets. Bill Belichick is playing a rookie quarterback at home. We've seen this movie. Uh, literally, actually, I have the stats. We've seen this movie 13 times. And all 13 times, the Patriots have won. So I'm just going back to old reliable. Pats, six and a half at home against the Jets and a rookie quarterback. Are you, you know being Bill Belichick or Steve Belichick? Steve. Steve? I couldn't tell because Bill Belichick also is bleeding from his lips. What an yeah, odd what family. What was that last week? Around his know. lips. Scared me. Scared me. <laughs> no, no. All right. My second and final pick for this weekend. I'm going because I'm a pointsman. I like points. I like overs. The Ravens Bengals set at 47 points. Points, 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 and more points in this game. I know the Ravens have a good defense, but I think Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase, no one would ever question Jamar Chase. I think he's fourth in the league right now in receiving yards, balling out. Um, And we saw what the Ravens did last week. Um, Lamar's going to Lamar against the Bengals defense. And I think the Bengals are going to be able to put up some points. So I think 47 is very doable in this game. So I'm going over 47 points, Bengals, Ravens. I have, because I'm a points man, points, points, points. I have the Ravens and Bengals over. You had 47. I said 46 and a half just because I like the decimals just to make sure. But I will join you at 47 for everything you said. I think the Bengals are able to score points. They just put up, what, 38 against the Lions? And Mm -hmm. even though it's a bad Lions team, who cares? They've been able to score points all year. They went into Pittsburgh and scored points against a pretty good defense there. They put up points early on against the Vikings when they won in overtime, put up 20-plus there. And the Ravens are coming off two huge offensive performances. Lamar Jackson had 500 yards by himself two weeks ago when they scored 30 plus and then to follow that up little encore played the chargers and they put up 34 points so points 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 we are pointsmen ravens Bengals over 47 let's go same brain good nice. vibes good Love vibes it. only all right it's tiktok time you know what that means we got to bring vince in 
Hello. There he is. Hello. Hey, Vince. How are you? Didn't want my, uh, didn't want my air conditioner to blow everybody's eardrums out again. That's okay. Thank you very <laughs> much for that. We'll, we'll, we'll let the cat and the dog handle that for us. Yeah, that we'll just hear the cat shriek and the, and the dog play with his ball. Uh, cat looks asleep. Uh, dog cannot promise he'll be quiet. I literally can see him spinning in a circle as you're saying that. Yep. (laughs) All right. So tonight we actually have, because it's a bye week, we have two TikToks. So we're going to do our power rankings and MVPs. I think we should go MVPs first. That makes sense? Yep. Absolutely. Um, All right. You want to go three to one? Yes. So one being the most likely MVP candidate. All right. Cool. I'll start it off. Normal triangle. Here we go. At three, I have Justin Herbert. He was my preseason pick for MVP. I don't think he's done anything to dissuade me from believing that he could have an MVP campaign. Top 10 in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and QBR. I have Justin Herbert at three. Three for me. I had Josh Allen there, but you know he didn't have Taylor the one at tackle, and he couldn't get in. <laughs> At the end zone, at the end. That was so, wild. These clowns on ESPN. So, I am putting this little running back you may never heard of before. Derrick Henry at three. The dude is just an animal. Who? Derrick Henry. He's a running back for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not I thought aware. they had McNichols. Jeremy yeah. McNichols, yes? Yeah, yes. right? Yeah. He's, yes. Is he, that his uh, backup? Are you making a is, joke? It is his backup. I'm trying to be like you. Ah, so this is like a bench stick. He's way too big. Leave the sillies to me. Thank you very much. He's way too big to move like that. 20. You physically saw him go into a second gear on that run the other night, 75 yards. He's huge. He's fast. He's going to run for 2000 yards again. He is the king. I know a quarterback's going to win MVP, but let's give one of these running backs a shot. And he's the only one that's even close to possibility. Uh, I agree that we shouldn't have quarterbacks on here. So um, I have your guy Trayvon Diggs at number three. Um, I keep being told by all these uh, analytics nerds that he's actually bad, but I don't understand how you can have a pick in every game. Have seven picks one. through, yeah, have seven picks through six games and uh, somehow be bad. Um, and have more receiving yards than Jalen Rager this year. Until until. Until what was it last night? He had more touchdowns than his brother, who's a wide receiver and one of the best in the league. So I think he's probably pretty good. Uh, if, I mean, MVP is a stat padding award. So if there was ever a time to give it to a defensive player, I think now is it. This guy. Smart guy. All right. At two, I have Kyler Murray. He is third in QBR. He's first in completion percentage. He's been insanely efficient for a team that is undefeated. He's the best player on the team that has been the best in the league so far. It's basic reasoning, but that's why it's number two for me. Two for me, Dak Prescott. He's completely been balling out. This is his team. He is the leader fully and completely of the Dallas Cowboys. He is America's team's quarterback the quarterback of the dallas cowboys there is no better position to be in sports and he's balling out the most ever yards thrown against a bill belichick defense and he did it in new england dak prescott number two in mvp for me and number one in comeback player can he win both uh number two i have aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, great performance this weekend, and I uh, just want to give a congratulations for buying an NFL franchise. It's pretty cool for him. He owns the Chicago Bears. I think he owns the whole city, actually. I think he bought yeah. the city. That's impressive. Name one other quarterback that owns an entire city. That's fair. Good point. So a lot of these athletes are investing right now, and congrats to him for investing in you know a big major city. All right. That one, I have Lamar Jackson. Lamar is somehow both top 10 in passing and rushing. They don't have running backs. It's just the walking dead behind him. Two weeks ago, he had 500 yards by himself in an insane comeback. He then followed that up by winning 34 to six over a really good Chargers team. He's pretty much just like doing this by himself and like Mark Andrews occasionally and Marquise Brown. This is, and it's just been like an insane streak of high completion percentage when everyone said that he couldn't throw. He's top 10 in passing yards, like I mentioned. And then just to follow it up, yeah, he actually is pretty good at running the ball too. So one, I have the guy who is keeping his team afloat single-handedly, Lamar Jackson. One, for me, I have Kyler Murray. And for two reasons only. One, he's on a 6-0 and team, the only undefeated team in the league. Cowboys are 5-1. and And two, because you TikTok losers would be like, oh, of course the Cowboys fan put Dak Prescott one. So that's why I put Dak two and Kyler Murray one. But in your heart, you believe he's one? One A. One B. <laughs> I feel like they're right there. Maybe, yeah, Dak, Dak's one because he's a lot taller. Bigger man. Oh, I Cowboys fan to... put Dak Prescott number one. Oh. I don't know how to edit this at this point. Uh, number one, I'm an I call my shot. <laughs> I called my shot at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with it. I've got Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think he's most likely to stay steady throughout the whole year. Kyler and Lamar could potentially get injured, fall off. They do a lot of running around, could get hit, could get hurt. I think Matthew Stafford is the best shot remaining remaining consistent throughout the entire season. Dog is fucking getting it in back there. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's doing asleep all day. I sleep <laughs> all day. It's ridiculous until right now. Mm-hmm. I like you sticking to your guns though with the Matthew Stafford thing. I, I had clearly Matthew I did not four stick for me. Him. Matthew was four for me. Yeah, it's easy to say now. Um, mm-hmm. it's all right. I already Justin Herbert was one, and I moved them back to three. All right. Oh, all right. nice. Wow. <laughs> all right. We, like we said, we got a double dip tonight, so we'll just keep going, keep going strong. This time, we're doing power rankings, top five teams in the league right now. Let's this go. This is a great week to do it. College football first playoff rankings came out yesterday. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. saw, which is fantastic. So I love this. This is a good time to be doing power rankings in the NFL. You guys ready? TikTok boy. All right. At five, I have the Bills. They're my only team on the list that has two losses. Reason being, they lost to a pretty good Titans team on Monday night. They looked awful. I felt like they did a lot of things wrong, and they still scored 31 points, and it took another masterclass Derrick Henry performance to beat them. Everything else, they've just obliterated teams by double digits. So despite the two losses, they're at five for me. Five for me, I have the Buccaneers. Yes, they're five and one. The offense looks... Like, it can be legit whenever it wants to be. But the secondary is scaring me right now. It seems like they have 
uh, me, Vince, and Aiden back there playing secondary. They lost Richard Sherman, who wasn't even playing well as uh, as is. So I feel like they're not locked up completely back there yet, but they do have Tom Brady, so they need to be on this list. And, hey, they beat a, a bad Philadelphia team last week, so you didn't really get much about that. And they barely beat them there. Taunting penalty. You never know what happens without the taunt. Thank you. Uh, number five, I have the Ravens, like I do with Matthew Stafford. I'm just going to keep calling my shot. I think the Ravens make a playoff run this year. I think they're better than people said they are. I think they're more than just Lamar, or even if they're not more than just Lamar, Lamar is very good. I think they're a good team. I got them at five. At four, I have the Ravens. They lost week one. They lost in overtime with the energy of the Raiders debuting the stadium. Haven't lost since. Big win over the Chiefs. Huge comeback win over the Colts, and then followed that up with a win over the Chargers, who were my number one last week. I think they have some impressive wins on the resume. I think Lamar Jackson is just playing at an unreal rate considering the circumstances. So four, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Four for me, I have the Bills. Yes, they have two losses. That was kind of somewhat of a trap game going to Tennessee. No one's been talking about Tennessee Uh, Derrick Henry is a complete freak. And then at the end of the goal line, they could have kicked the field goal to go into overtime, but I don't hate the move at all going for it. Were they even going to be able to stop Derrick Henry at the end? I don't know. Maybe if Taylor Luan was there for the quarterback, Josh Allen, they could have scored on that play. They didn't, but they were throat punching teams for four weeks in a row. This is a very, very good team and they'll be back. Before I also have the Bills, I I didn't hate the decision to run because I mean with the last how the last two weeks in the NFL float you're gonna give the ball to a kicker for the game when your six seven quarterback can just fall forward and the statistics say it's gonna happen almost every time they just got on the wrong side of that and his feet gave out. It's because um, Taylor Lewan wasn't there. Yeah, Taylor Lewan is in there for the Bills. I think they win that game. Uh, shout out the Brew Crew, Chris Broussard. Um, I think that's a part of my take. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I still think the Bills are a wagon, and uh, it's just the that Titans loss is just a momentary slip up. Mm-hmm. I agree. At three, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've been obliterating teams back to back. Huge blowout wins. Their only losses to a really really good Rams team, who also has one loss. The Cowboys are good. And the Bucks beat them as well, so I think uh, I think strength overall, you can really see it with the firepower in this Bucks offense. Three for me. I have the Dallas Cowboys. I had them two last week, and yes, they won again. But I, I shifted them down a little bit just because of the way that they won um, and the issues they had penalties wise and defensive wise at times. The offense is going to be unstoppable all season as long as they stay healthy. They look unbelievable, uh, five and one, and then. They're heading into their bye to get even more healthy, and they're going to be getting so many players back, which could make them even more scary heading into the future. Cowboys at three. At three, I have the Bucks. Uh, Mike Aiden, uh, you know, losing to them by six, not that bad. They're top five team in the league. So if you keep it within six, I'd say you're probably in a pretty good spot. So... Top five team, exactly. Taunting penalty (laughs) was the difference in the game. Must be a pretty good team for it to come down to one position, one possession, one flag. That's it. Mm -hmm. 
All right, at two, I have the Rams. Mentioned them before. Beat the Buccaneers. Their only losses to a really good Cardinals team. The Rams, that win over the Giants felt like the scene when Hulk just picked up Loki and just slammed him again and again and again. It was just a win where they just went in, pulverized them, said, I'm bigger, stronger, faster than you. Get out of the way and get out of the way quickly. They just dominated. They've had some dominating wins. So I like the Rams at two. Rams at two for me as well. Cooper Cup's an absolutely animal um Stafford and Cup the connection they have right now is just unbelievable and he's starting to work Woods into it more Sean McVay Sean McVay he's showing us why he's one of the best offensive minds in the game still it seems like uh, I think Pat McAfee said this last year when they had Jared Goff he like hurt his little pinky and they're like yep you're not starting the playoff game we're going with the backup if Stafford cut off his right hand McVay would be like you're starting left-handed like, that's just the love it seems like these two have for each other. So, uh, Rams are a wagon. Put them at two. Two, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they just lost their head coach. Hopefully, he was the problem. And, you know, they're an even better team now. I think if you lose to them, it's not that bad of a thing. Uh, you shouldn't panic. I think losing to them is not that big a deal, no matter how good the vibes are. So, Rams, top two team in the league. Don't worry about it if you lose to them. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. All right, at one, I have the Arizona Cardinals. TikTok, this is for you. Last week, you complained nonstop, hey, they're undefeated. Why aren't they number one? And we said, well, sometimes you can be undefeated just like in college football, and you're not ranked first because you got to prove yourself. Well, they went on the road. They beat a pretty good uh, – they went to the East Coast, beat a pretty good Browns team. They did it in the elements and not their perfect little retractable roof. They proved something. They are now compiling a few good strength of schedule wins. The offense looks great. TikTok, this is for you. This week, the Arizona Cardinals are number one. Number one for me. I'm bought in. It's the Cardinals. Just like Aiden said, we were right there. We believed in them, but we didn't know. We had a couple question marks. Question marks are gone, um, which means they're going to lose this week. They play this week or they're going to buy. They play the Texans. Yeah, yeah. So if they lose this week, then we're TikTok blame us. Yeah. But yeah, the Cardinals look like a full, complete, legit team. Chandler Jones is an animal. Your guy, Chase Edmonds. I don't know. He's there. He's running. DeAndre Hopkins is a freak. So this team, Kyle Murray is a is a cheat code, the way he plays the quarterback position. And it seems like Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense is stuck, finally figuring itself out in the NFL. So I finally put them there as well. Cardinals undefeated at one. See, I like the Cardinals too much to even put them on my top five. I didn't want to give I don't I didn't want to give them the birds versus boys mush and uh ruin their undefeated record. So instead of having them in my top five at all, at number one, I have the Tennessee Titans. Just want to give them a big thank you for giving the Colts a reason to keep uh starting Carson Wentz as long as possible. Uh so thanks for that win this week against it in uh, a game that you should not have won. Uh, again, just appreciate it. Keep on making Carson one star games. I I don't hate what? that. You don't? No. People right. will trust me. Oh, yeah, well, obviously, I'm not being I'm being a uh, a Vince lover. People won't hate it because the people love Vince. If it was me or Aiden, they'd hate it. Yeah. 
but rightfully so. I can't wait um, for this week for people to be upset that we put the Cardinals one. Yes. That, Cardinals haven't won against anyone yet. That You're going to yeah. get that comment despite the fact of that course. they have won against good teams. Yeah. Well, Speaking what a of the Cardinals real quick. Last okay. thing, I would like to share something with you that I, I just came across, if that's okay. Sure. All right, this Tech is Archer Kyler Murray. Oh, he's with Zach Ertz. This is uh, this is weird. Him and you know what? It, what sucks? He looks good. Oh, nice green wristband. Look at this. That was painful to watch. I think what's even more painful is the fact that he actually looks good in those red Arizona uniforms. But mm-hmm. I did see his little Eagles bracelet. He'll always be with us. He's just reminding you. Good vibes week. Good vibes week. He knows all about it. Mm-hmm. Bye week, baby. Can't lose. Good vibes week. Everybody enjoy the Eagles scheduled good vibes away game of the year. 2021 we'll see what it is in 2022 and we will be back sunday night to recap this game and celebrate the good vibes stop driving drunk chris hansen here and i'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out birds versus boys i think you're completely right here and i hate it yeah stop doing dumb things i got two Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.